0: Hello and welcome to the Moncast, a podcast where we watch Pokemon and Digimon in tandem and discuss the similarities and differences that they share. My name's Sam, and I'm Stevie, and the score currently
1: stands at 10.8 to Pokemon, and this time we're watching episode 19, The Prisoner of the Pyramid and Tentacool and Tentacruel. <laughs>
0: The first episode we are watching is the Prisoner of the Pyramid. The kids are wandering through
1: yet another desert, when plot decides to show its face and TK gets the crest of, oh, I don't know, hope or something, whatever's convenient. The crest opens a tunnel to the place where the next bit of plot can happen, a pyramid, where the suspicious Data, data is being held prisoner. Whilst they're in the tunnel, Izzy learns that they're actually stuck in the Matrix and that they are just digital copies of themselves. Unfortunately, Ty hears this as we can do whatever we want with no consequences. The next day, the gang set out to save Data who has promised to help them find the last crest if they can free him. It all turns out to be a trap, and digi diginaps Sora, ending the episode on a cliffhanger over her fate.
0: Digimon,
1: Okay, so the first thing I liked was Joe calls Etamon Etimon. Fair enough. I like that the voice of Gazimon is also the voice of Coromon, whoever voices them.
0: Is this Coromon's high-pitched voice or Coromon's original voice?
1: High-pitched voice.
0: Oh, well, yeah. I wasn't keen on the high-pitched voice. It was too squeaky. It's my turn to have a a better like than that. I like it when Izzy uses his computer skills to not just sound smart, but to actually do something smart, like hack into the dark network. That was really cool. Using his own dark network against him to get information.
1: To be fair, it's it starts off with them like on a metal metal table with wires going into it, and then there's just a plug that he um he unplugs from the table and can stick in his laptop. It's great. Like and his laptop doesn't work in some places, but now it does work and it's 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 kinda cool. It's giving Izzy more time to do his thing, which is which is great because Izzy's been annoying lately just saying how high waves are and stuff
0: in this episode he's in his element
1: i quite i quite like it when he he does the big reveal of oh this is these are the data lines of of the digital world or whatever and they link up to the ones in the real world and it's like (gasps) we're digital
0: oh my god (laughs) we're completely
1: digital (laughs) we're going digital they've already gone digital they are digital
0: which makes perfect sense because when you're fall through waterfalls, and weird wavy lines become digital.
1: I remember finding this big reveal, like, I remember it being kind of amazing when I watched it the first time, because you knew they were in the digital world, but you didn't really think of it being as, okay, this world is basically a world that uses the real world's data and everything.
0: It's cool. It's just an interesting concept of this parallel world made out of the computers and all the connections between them, like, it's not entirely (laughs) explained how it works. It's just sort of like, this thing exists.
1: It's great, though. Our internet, everything, is, is a bridge to the digital world. And that's how we can get to it and stuff. It's fun. Because it's been 19 episodes. And we've just got to the bit where they actually have some semblance of knowing where they are and what they're doing. Speaking of being digital, I like how Matt says, Do we just go in through the floppy drive? And that's so dated because they don't exist anymore.
0: It's the most dated reference. Your turn. I like the fact that Etamon's imprisoned Datamon to use him to create the dark network and run it for him because that is something that's actually an evil thing to do.
1: Yeah, I, I think like my favourite thing this episode was definitely Etamon because he's like it's probably the most time we get to see him. He imprisoned Datamon to use to create the dark network, which is the thing that he uses to control pretty much the entire server. He just ends up being there because he's found out about uh, datamon sending an email and then when the kids try and fight etamon he just beats the stuffing out of the champions like they're no business like he, he's not threatened by them he's not intimidated by them He he's a lot stronger than any of the digimon that the kids have even combined he's kind of a big threat it's just the fact that he's a dumb monkey that he just doesn't understand that he's such a, a viable opponent for them
0: this is like the closest they've actually been to etamon so far like, I've not seen him in person before. It's always been a massive display hologram or on a screen or just one of his minions.
1: When he grabs a Kakumon by the horn and just throws him around, it's great. He's so powerful.
0: Well, we know what your favourite thing is. Other things I liked. Ty. I've got Ty written a lot in my notes for things I liked.
1: You like him this episode?
0: Yes. He's kind of an asshole. He's not an asshole. He's just a bit of an idiot. There's a difference.
1: The bit he gets from Izzy talking to him is, no matter what you do in this world, you'll be absolutely fine. And he just goes off on this death tangent, not worried about what's going to happen to him. And at no point did someone say, no, you can't just run off. You will still get hurt. We don't know what's going to happen. Except when it becomes plot convenient.
0: It's because he he just didn't get it. And then Izzy finally makes it clear to him at the end. And then he's dawns on him that it's like they do a great job of making it very clear that ty doesn't quite get what it is that's going on <laughs> like he doesn't get the concept of the digital world or what they are in the digital world the consequences of what he does there he's just sort of throughout the whole thing he's in a computer cartoon adventure
1: where did he get cartoon
0: from it's because he's self-aware he knows that he's in a kid show but yeah he just has a great time just running around tormenting people just because he's like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm invincible. He basically can think, he thinks that he can do whatever he wants
1: and there's no consequences and that if anything goes wrong, he'll just wake up at the camp again.
0: Yeah, but I like Ty in this episode, especially after it dawns on him that it's real
1: i think it's then that it hits him that all those times that he was being an idiot he could have died because he could have and he was an absolute moron there is a giant monkey person suit thing that is destroying loads of digimon and can beat yours up quite easily so what do you do you play jokes on it not the best idea
0: he realizes that he has to take it seriously and then he gets genuinely scared and fails to go after sora through this firewall
1: Plot convenient.
0: It's a good cliffhanger at the end.
1: Yeah, I forgot that this episode ended on a cliffhanger. Isn't it the first one we have, apart from the literal cliffhanger?
0: It probably is. But yeah, it's good, it's just Ty feeling really guilty about not going after Sora, because he's a wimp.
1: Well, it's his courage is tested, isn't it? When you use the lens of looking at his growth of courage, it's kind of interesting because he learns that he's not really himself. He sees that as he can do whatever he wants and there's no consequences. And it gives him this false sense of courage. And then when he realises that actually no, whatever happens here is going to affect me in a real way. That's taken away and now he has to use genuine courage and he fails to do it this time. He can't get that courage to go through that firewall and save his friend. And that really bothers him, especially at the end when he's sat with his head in his hands.
0: After his false sense of security is gone, he just reels back from it. But he can't handle it. So he has to sort of build himself back up because he's gone from being... In this dangerous situation for 18 episodes to all of a sudden be, oh, it's great. I can do whatever I want. I'm invincible. And then all of a sudden it's taken away from it again and he doesn't know what to do. And that's where the cliffhanger comes from. And I'm excited for the next episode. I'm excited for the next
1: two episodes, I think. Any more likes?
0: Etman's Elvis still. Quite a few Elvis references, just like saying baby on the end of lines. Or fried banana sandwiches or something that sounds good though it does sound pretty good oh yeah my final like going back onto the digital world stuff is that i really liked some of the contemplation of whether you existing or not really affects whether or not the world around you matters or your actions matter because it's some really deep stuff about like existence and reality
1: they do have a little existential crisis
0: it's just like if we're not real does that mean that nothing matters anymore or do we have to Still carry on as if things do matter, even if we think that is not real. Some really deep philosophical questions like that. It's something that you don't get in kids shows. it's about existence,
1: like when Beerman says to Sora that, "Does that mean our friendship isn't real?" It's like, ah.
0: It's like, does anything matter anymore?
1: It does give you a a sense of what's the point of it all. If it, if it's not real, then why why do all this?
0: It's just really good questions.
1: You've definitely with with your likes made me feel better about this episode i've got one more like and that's datamon because it's kind of gross it's this tiny little robot before they've always fought giant monsters or things that are bigger than themselves datamon's this robot with fleshy bits and loose wires and it's a cracked screen and one eye and the other eyes like a data transmitter or something it's it's a weird little digimon i consider it's an ultimate level as well it's tiny but kind of cool
0: it has rocket fingers which are pretty cool
1: i thought they were like tiny viruses because they look like little devils but it was cool to see etamon defeat it and then it rebuild itself slowly over time That's that's pretty cool because normally when a Digimon gets damaged, they tend to go back to an egg. But it means that maybe Datamon's slightly different. Maybe machine-type Digimon follow different rules to most Digimon. Well, I
0: don't think Atamon killed him.
1: No, he, did. he didn't kill him, but he damaged him severely.
0: And imprisoned him in a pyramid. Within a pyramid. Mm,
1: and then there's the voice, though. The, the voice itself's a bit weird.
0: It's an interesting villain. Because it's like, even though it's the enemy of Etymon as well, it's still the enemy of the kids. Because it's kidnapped Sora and Beoman. And at this point, we know nothing about his evil schemes to gain power. It's a good sort of mini-villain.
1: Okay, are you ready for dislikes? Yes. So, this episode is kind of bad.
0: In what way?
1: Okay, so uh, it's poor animation. A lot of the times... No one's moving very much, and people are just saying things. People look really badly drawn. There's some shots where it's panning across people, and they look kind of really badly drawn. There's dubbing errors that make no sense.
0: <laughs> there's some great voice errors.
1: There's one where Ty has Izzy's voice for a moment. <laughs>
0: that was brilliant. That was a bit weird. And then there's one where Cabinman's on the Sphinx, and there's a, a random voice line something about Beoman and
1: Bioman over here. I'm coming. Who, who's who said that it's clearly a conversation between two people but no one's there
0: it's just sort of a line that's not supposed to be in there
1: definitely does feel like it's accidental
0: it's pretty funny though it's right on top of gabby Mon's line as well
1: i feel like the production value of this episode is really minimal
0: They didn't really proof watch it that well
1: <laughs> even the plot's a bit thin like they're not doing very much and then like tk just gets his crest for no reason whatsoever other than they need a way to get to the next bit of plot i can understand them getting an email from datum on that's okay although if you look at the actual screenshot of the little alert that says he's got email it's a little red square and it's got in the poorest handwritten that says the word male like it's not even written in a straight line it's diagonal it's awful i get that bit but then they're walking somewhere and then tokemon spots the crest that's just there for no reason
0: it's just another convenient crest in a wall
1: but then it opens up a tunnel that is full of code that they can manipulate to go exactly where they want to and exactly where they need to be right now
0: so here you go izzy <laughs> work some stuff out
1: Like, they didn't want to write a a good enough plot to get them from where they are to where they need to be. So, instead, they were just like, okay, well, give one of the kids the crest. And then they can get themselves there by, according to Izzy, he sent them as attachments.
0: Izzy just does some stuff on the computer. I don't know why he doesn't do it more in the future. Because if he has, like, fast travel to anywhere in the digital world and things like that, basically superpowers because of his laptop. You'd think it'd get used more, but it's just sort of like, oh, I'm going to do it this one time.
1: Yeah, I'm not a massive fan of, like, the animation in this episode seems really sloppy, and then the plot itself seems really thin. Like, all they wanted to get across was that they're in the digital world, and then Sora gets kidnapped.
0: Yeah, it isn't the most complex episode. It's just sort of, they get an email, they go find him, and then he betrays them.
1: It seems like it's mostly just set up for the next episode.
0: Yeah, set up for the next episode, and for some overall concepts about the world it's a lot of groundwork a few entertaining moments and lines for example etamon calling the
1: kids you digital dumpster
0: I preferred I'm having a bad day, baby. There's a lot of Etamon talking to himself and making Elvis references.
1: Etamon's the best bit of this episode. So let's just jump over to that now, actually. So uh, what's your favourite character or thing? Mine is Etamon because Etamon's like the best thing that's happened in this episode.
0: I'm going to say Ty because I liked his being dumb phase progressing into wait, I was being dumb, I should stop being dumb phase. And then the remorse at the end of the episode is a good emotional moment when he feels extremely guilty about not being able to chase after sora because he was just reeling from the shock that it's it, it's real and it matters it's a genuine risk for him and that hits him hard i like time this episode overall
1: i think i'd be more annoyed if he learned that they could get hurt and then him being no it's okay that's fine i'm still brave because that's not really what a 10-year-old would do when he's looking at a wall that if he does something wrong, he could die from.
0: Yeah, the ending of the episode works for Ty's overall progression in it. It built up nicely to that ending. It did flow well because it was just a pretty simple plot. And the, the concepts were, were pretty well explained, I thought.
1: Yeah, it had some good ideas. It was just, I feel like it was completely let down by the animation.
0: Yeah, it's a shame it was not produced very well. There were some
1: really bad and really obvious animation and, and design errors in this, like with the dubbing and everything, that they could have quite easily fixed.
0: What are your overall thoughts on this episode? It's a bad episode. I don't think so. I actually thought it was a really good episode.
1: I like the fact that we've been given new information and we've had the big reveal about the digital world being like a shadow version of the real world. TK got his crest for no reason. There's bad animation and bad dubbing errors. And I feel like animation wise it was probably the worst episode we've had
0: at the end of the day pretty much every episode has bad animation anyway
1: Mm, but not to the extent of there being full-on dub errors and the amount we've had, like having a extra bit of dialogue when there shouldn't be, and it's completely overlapped someone else's lines.
0: In my mind, I'm putting those things aside and focusing on the things I really liked, which were the interesting questions about this world they're in and the way that it works and how they fit into it. Whether they even exist in this world or can be harmed in this world. It's just some really interesting concepts and ideas that have been explored a little bit. The discussion about them that the kids have is good as well. And it's a good cliffhanger and some good character development as well.
1: I do like the fact it's left at a cliffhanger. It means that the next episode doesn't have to have any setup for the episode. We already know what's going to happen and it's going to jump straight into it. So
0: Yeah, I think it's a strong foundation for the next... It's like the end of the arc almost.
1: As a setup episode, it's quite good.
0: Despite the silly errors that were left in. But those were just minor things. Apart from that, I quite enjoyed it. The second episode we are watching is
1: Tentacool and Tentacruel.
0: The girl one in Ash Co. Spots an injured horsey that tries to warn them about something with rather impressive ink drawings in the water. Then a boat explodes as it is attacked by jellyfish Pokemon with laser beams. An elderly woman is trying to build a resort on their home. And the tentacle aren't fond of this idea. She offers a million dollars to whoever wipes them out. This becomes increasingly difficult as Team Rocket accidentally creates a gigantic tentacle that proceeds to destroy the city. The girl one and her horsey step forward to appeal to Tentacruel to stop because the humans have learned their lesson. So it does and everything is happy, despite the massive destruction and loss of life in the town. So Ash and Co. move on.
1: So, you can go first. What what do you like about it?
0: Okay, I notice I actually really like Misty shoes. I want a pair of Misty shoes.
1: Okay. They're like Converse almost, aren't they?
0: Yeah, they're like Red Converse with a yellow lightning bolt on. I want a pair of Misty shoes because you wouldn't know a Pokemon reference, but they're just cool on their own anyway.
1: You could probably buy a pair of Red Converse and then just... Iron on some lightning bolts.
0: Look up a picture of Misty's shoes if you can, because they are really cool. It's your turn.
1: I like how they're stranded for three hours till the next boat. Because they're stranded for three hours on a beach. You know, how terrible. Oh, the worst thing ever.
0: It's like nothing to do on a beach.
1: They can relax. They can sunbathe.
0: It's a beach. There's nothing there.
1: Their struggles are so minimal. We've just had Ty have, well, we've had everybody have existential crises. And Ty have almost a breakdown because he couldn't save his friend because he realized he could have died. And then Ash and Co. are just lay on a dock, worried because they've got three hours to wait until the next boat. Their
0: dangers are two completely different things. I'm surprised that they're eager to get on a boat considering the last one sank with them still on it. you think they'd be scarred by that sort of experience. <laughs> Not that it matters, though. They were lucky, really, because the boat got exploded by the laser beam jellyfish. It's like one tentacle that uses the move as well.
1: No, there's a fair few of them.
0: But it blows up a boat.
1: When they invade, there's several of them that do it. I like the. Have we just had our first prophecy in Pokemon?
0: What prophecy is that?
1: Horsey using the ink to draw tentacle and tentacle. Oh, yeah. Have we had our first poker prophecy? I think so. It's a good artist, though.
0: Great artist. I like how they didn't animate it, drawing it. They just animated it squirting ink, and then all of a sudden the drawing's there. It saves budget. What is it trying to warn them about, (laughs) though? Could mean so many things.
1: That there are tentacle and tentacle around.
0: There isn't a tentacle yet.
1: Not yet, but it could see the future.
0: It's just like, jellyfish. Next time, try writing.
1: Moving on. I honestly thought Nastina was the same person from the last episode.
0: Yeah, so did I. Until there was that weird bit where she got thrown out of the city and landed on her cousin's house. So the last episode kind of happened, but also didn't happen in the dub.
1: Actually, yeah. If you didn't see the last episode, this one wouldn't make much sense.
0: The last episode sort of completely glossed out in the dub apart from that one bit where she meets up with her cousin or lands on her cousin's house which just makes it really confusing <laughs> because it's sort of like acknowledging that the last episode happened but also trying to pretend that it didn't the last episode's in a weird sort of void where it both exists and doesn't
1: then there's the weird dub version where they cut out loads of stuff Like
0: right, the dub version did exist and then it just stops being aired and wasn't included in the series anymore
1: i like it when um, Misty just takes action. She sees a really hurt horsey and decides to just go and help it as much as it can. Misty takes a lot of action in this episode and she's amazing. She is
0: good in this episode.
1: Like, I'm pretty sure she even sets up the little pool for horsey to rest in. And then we see Pikachu in a life ring again. The amount of times we see Pikachu's, like, Pikachu lying on water... In a life ring is amazing. Any more likes?
0: I like the water puns when Misty says stuff like water Pokemon of such depth. And then Horsey also knows to speak Spanish. It's a Spanish Horsey. She's like, see, see, yes, yes. Anyway, apart from water puns, I actually still really like Tomb Rocket's intro.
1: Yeah, I think it was pretty dramatic. It was really cool.
0: It just doesn't seem to get old.
1: Well, this time they, they fired a rose and it suctioned onto the tank. And then they just appear on a speedboat.
0: Where'd they get the speedboat from? Does it matter? Where did they get anything from?
1: Uh, yeah, where did they get any of their inventions from?
0: It's just like, we have a speedboat now. It also apparently has miracle formula on it that evolves Pokemon into gigantic Kaiju Pokemon.
1: I've got the fact it turns into a Kaiju fight.
0: It's not really a Kaiju fight because it's just Tentacruel against Bills. Tentacruel used to scare
1: me a lot because of this episode.
0: It is just a natural disaster.
1: It's this giant squid thing.
0: They stop airing this episode every so often. Like, they did it after the 9-11 attacks. So every so often they'll just stop airing it because of sensitive issues.
1: To be fair, though, there's like a full-on apocalypse in this.
0: Yeah, it just sort of tears apart most of the city.
1: Most of it just gets completely wiped out. People have gone have been hurt in this.
0: Yes, everyone's dead.
1: <laughs> but it's, they just gloss over that because it's Pokemon yay It's
0: she's like but he stopped attacking so it's okay
1: but yeah even like after the destruction it, it got pretty cool Ash didn't call out Charmander when he sent out all of his Pokemon to fight Tentacruel
0: that's actually a nice bit of attention to detail
1: yeah it was quite tactical and then it's like my favorite shot is when they're all going out to battle flying on the Pokemon that's, that's pretty cool
0: it's in the opening team as well all of them except Charmander
1: I like everything about this, like the last little bits of the of the episode, like Pikachu talking to Tentacruel and then Misty's there, like on top of a building and it's a bit like King Kong almost. I wish it was subtitled,
0: Pikachu talking.
1: They have Meowth, that, that's a weird thing I didn't know Tentacruel could do.
0: Tentacruel can shoot laser beams and mind control other Pokemon.
1: But they're like 90% water or something like that as well.
0: The 99% water, I think. I liked the big battle against the massive swarms. Where it's just all of the Pokemon tearing apart the tentacle.
1: I like Staryu and Starmia literally just picking them up, and just dropping them back in the sea. Like, no, no, no no thank you, no, back you go.
0: I don't remember them ever having the ability to fly before.
1: Yeah, they can fly, they can definitely fly.
0: Oh, they did it in the last episode, didn't they? That just seemed to sort of suddenly become a thing where the starfish Pokemon can fly.
1: Why not? It's
0: cool it's cool but it's sort of out of the blue how do they fly
1: they're pokemon it's fine
0: staryu is a water type so it has no psychic powers to fly at least starmie has psychic powers so that sort of makes sense but staryu should be able to fly
1: any more likes
0: i just really like horsey i'm really glad misty got a horsey
1: yeah i like i like misty in this episode so it's kind of a win-win i like misty anyway and then this episode's got a focus on her and and this is sort of her element water pokemon and horsey is really cool i like i like cedra as well.
0: Horsey's really cute.
1: It is adorable. And it's a really good artist.
0: And I hope it doesn't evolve at any point, because Cedra's a bit more evil-looking.
1: So yeah, at the start of the episode, I wrote a note saying that uh, isn't and the same person from the last episode? She obviously landed next to her, and I was like, oh yeah, they're they're not the same person, that's good. Because I thought what they were doing is they forgot, like, they, they were writing out the last episode. That's why no one remembered her.
0: I suppose this episode then, they've made it so it makes sense whether you've seen the last episode or not.
1: Yeah, I get what you mean, I get what you
0: mean. have tried to cover all the bases. It's like, this episode's been banned. People may or may not have seen it. It needs to make sense either way.
1: Any more likes? Not really, no. Time for dislikes. I have one. And what's that? They use the word.
0: Do they say spunk?
1: They do. They say it. They say it in this episode. I'm like, no.
0: When do they say it?
1: Soon after you meet Team Rocket. So that's like, my only dislike is Team Rocket. Using awful words.
0: Your only dislike is you don't like the word spunk.
1: Yes. I like this episode, okay? It's good. It's a good episode. I like Misty in this episode. I like the plot. I like the fact that there's... Not a natural enemy, and T-Rocket kind of made this giant creature, which is cool. So there's not a lot I don't like.
0: Okay, I agree with quite a few of the things that you liked, but there are a few things that I didn't like. First thing, why is this woman asking children to help exterminate Squid?
1: Because they're Pokemon trainers. Still children. Pokemon trainers get more responsibilities.
0: You shouldn't be asking children to do jobs for you. Oh,
1: she can if she wants to.
0: Also, how is developing on land disturbing the water Pokemon?
1: When you look at the one scene where she's sat in the imaginary hotel with the coral reefs around them in, like, a giant aquarium, I'm assuming they're building down under the water and that the, the hotel rooms are underwater and they can look out into the coral reefs.
0: Okay, so you think that they're, like, building some nifty underwater resort
1: so that, like, they're digging into the coral reef to set up the foundation for this place, and then when you're there, you can sit and look out at all the Pokemon in the in the coral reefs.
0: Yeah, I think it might have been an entirely artificial island. I can see why that disrupts tentacruel or tentacle. Also, tentacruel is cooler than tentacle, so that doesn't make sense. It gets cooler, but it becomes cruel.
1: It's not really cool. It's 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 tentacle.
0: <laughs> it's just tentacle, isn't it?
1: It's tentacle. Just said in a different way.
0: It's just tentacle. I hope this is the last time we see that woman, by the way, in any of her reincarnations, just because I don't like her.
1: So, you don't think the next, like, five episodes are going to be all different versions of her?
0: I hope there aren't, like, seven cousins that are all her. I've got my fingers crossed to that.
1: Maybe there are.
0: I really hope you're just trolling me. (laughs) Because if it is this woman again and again, I'm going to be so annoyed because I just don't like her. She brings tanks and machine guns and offers a million to wipe out and a species of pokemon but yeah it's bad that she has machine guns and tanks in this otherwise cheerful happy world other things they're on a beach and there's lots of beach huts and then there's a massive city behind it it honestly just feels like the city was just put in there so that tentacruel could destroy it
1: Maybe, but also there's an upside-down pyramid in, in Digimon.
0: Well, that's because of Digi-World Witness. Oh! Oh, that's fine. That's just fine. Yeah? Because of Witness. You don't have Poke-World Witness. I mean, this is the strangest amusement park and resort place ever. We've got giant mechanical robots next door to the most densely populated skyscraper resort ever.
1: Any more dislikes?
0: Tentacruel wipes out half the city, but it's a happy ending at the end.
1: Okay, I kind of agree with that one, that people must have died.
0: There's lots of dead people, homeless people, people who have lost their livelihoods, but it's fine because Tentacruel stopped attacking, and they learnt the lesson.
1: And Misty got a Pokemon.
0: Just looking back from the boat at this inferno, <laughs>
1: just like, oh, we did good, guys. <laughs> we saved the city. Just fires breaking out, and people screaming.
0: So They're just, like, joking, like, why have you taken my pose? They're not bothering to think of all the dead people. That they should be mourning the deaths of. The ending is way too (laughs) happy-go-lucky after the events.
1: Yeah, it's going to take years for them to rebuild that place.
0: It's quite a flawed episode.
1: It's fine, because Misty got a tiny seahorse.
0: Yeah, and that's all that is.
1: It's totally worth the destruction of a city.
0: (laughs) Okay, what was your favourite thing and why?
1: Misty, she's so good in in this episode. She showed initiative. She went and helped Horsey when she could. She uh, went up against... Tentacruel in a really dangerous situation. I mean, that thing's wiping out buildings with one swipe, but she felt brave enough to go and talk to it and try and reason with it. She's braver than Ty is. Like, the leader of the DigiDestined isn't as brave as this, this one young woman.
0: Well, in this one instance, Ty's run up to Skull Greyman.
1: It's not a water Pokemon, though, is it? It's so meh.
0: It's a giant skeletal dinosaur with a fish missile
1: with fish missile okay what's your favorite thing
0: i'm gonna say the giant tentacle, despite the fact that it's really dumb giant pokemon are cool there's turned up quite a lot in this series so
1: yeah yeah at least this one's a genuine giant pokemon it's not just a robot
0: and it's not just a silhouette of a dragonite we finally get to see a proper giant pokemon that was somehow made just by team rocket they don't really play that much of a part in this episode do they
1: Well, they do have a pivotal part of making the giant tentacle.
0: All that they do is turn up and then screw up. Overall thoughts? Some good things, some bad things. I've just got mixed feelings about it.
1: I genuinely like this episode. It's a good story. It's kind of scary. It's got a lot of destruction and stuff. I like the almost warlike battle where they've sent their Pokemon out to fight and then that doesn't really work. So Pikachu tries to reason with it and then Misty tries to reason with it. It's good. It's not just, oh, I just found a Pokemon. Oh, Team Rocket here. They've eaten Team Rocket. Now let's be friends.
0: I feel like they made the stakes too high in this episode. Just like ridiculously high. And then they just didn't react to it properly afterwards. They still treated it like a little nothing episode, despite the fact that he was destroying an entire city.
1: It reminds me a lot of like King Kong or something, but it was great. It's good. It was a little bit scary when I was younger.
0: Now it's time for Monoway A Mono, where we talk about the similarities and differences in these episodes.
1: Let's start with our monsters of the week.
0: I'm going to say Datamon. Okay. It's a nifty little Digimon. Nifty. It is.
1: No one uses the word nifty anymore except to describe, like, a pocket protector or something.
0: Exactly, Datamon's a nifty little pocket protector Digimon who tricks the digidestined through sort of genuine means of trickery. <laughs> like, there isn't really anything super suspicious about him.
1: Mm, he does say exactly what they're hunting for, which is the last crest.
0: He's probably been listening into the conversations via the Dark Network.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that.
0: He's a good side villain. They have to go through Datamon first. Even though Datamon's not working with Etamon. So it makes it a bit more interesting than if it was just Etamon. That's my monster of the week. What's yours?
1: Mine's tentacle because they're weird little gross bags of water.
0: Like laser beams and they can fly.
1: Laser beams and mind control. And they
0: can control cat Pokemon to make them talk.
1: They're, they're great. They're creepy and they're. Well, not they're creepy. They're a bit weird and they're great.
0: Misty thinks they're cute, which is quite cute. Do
1: you know what they look like? They look like sorus hat.
0: Maybe a tiny bit.
1: They look a little bit like Sora's hat came to life.
0: I can see the the slight
1: resemblance. Okay, what episode do you think had the best storyline?
0: Digimon. Both of them were pretty simple this week, really. Digimon's was very linear just went straight from we are learning about the digital world we are finding datamon build up to the next episode it's all groundwork and then the pokemon one was sort of weird <laughs> it just sort of went all over the place went on its merry way making stuff up and went along just like let's have a giant scroll now team rocket can make it and it can start wrecking everything it just sort of went all over the place but it had It tried more complicated stuff than Digimon, at least, so I'll give it credit for that.
1: I did think Pokemon had the better storyline, but after listening to you i kind of think maybe digimon had quite a good one because at the end of the episode in pokemon all this destruction's happened and they've just left and they're completely fine because they've got a new pokemon in digimon they're still feeling the effects of what's happened you know sora is being kidnapped they don't know what's happened to her they don't know if she's okay ty's having a, a little breakdown because he's realized that oh he could potentially die and all the times he could have died he just walked through things like an idiot so i think I think maybe Digimon had a better storyline. It had a a more solid storyline. Pokemons went a bit crazy.
0: Yeah, Digimon's more simple, but more solid. Pokemons is a bit crazier and inconsistent and silly.
1: I couldn't find any similarities, but I did like like i've just mentioned like the differences like one big difference is that that pokemon just didn't seem to care for afterthoughts a lot of the time it was oh this island's been completely destroyed by a giant tentacle which is now out there in the world and they're just not bothered at all
0: yeah they're just sort of left behind the result of all the destruction it's somebody else's problem
1: so yeah there's not a lot of similarities in this
0: there's a few big explosions and wrecking things
1: yeah but apart from that there's completely different episodes digimon feels like it's building up to something big which you know spoiler alert it kind of is pokemons they're still this is still what's happening since they got on the uh saint anne so much has happened so much craziness has happened that it's a bit inconsequential like they're still not back to this is all filler like that it's that horrible dawning sensation of my favorite mini arc of the saint anne and everything is all filler He hasn't had a Pokemon battle in several episodes. The last one he did was Surge, and then he's gone off on this random little tangent. He hasn't caught any Pokemon, really. Misty's got one, but
0: it's like, oh god, this is filler. I think the last Pokemon he caught was Krabby, and that's like six episodes ago now.
1: Yeah, i am come to the conclusion that this is all filler, and I'm really upset.
0: It would be so much better if Misty had caught Giant Tentacruel instead of Horsey.
1: Goes back to her sister's gym, and she's like, look at this! throws it in the
0: pool and just destroys the building. The ceiling just caves in around it. Oh, that'd
1: be so good. But no, she gets the tiny Horsey, which is fine. I like Horsey.
0: One thing that I did notice in common was, in both of these episodes, they don't have the strength required to sort of actually win in a battle against the big bad so they have to either run away or appeal to its better nature like right? they're doing pokemon
1: also two people like a person each one has to show courage in digimon it's obviously it's ty who has this nonchalant level of courage thinking that nothing's gonna happen but then has to show courage at the end and fails and misty has to show courage going against something that will quite easily kill her without a second thought
0: so there's a few things they do have in common Which episode did you enjoy the most?
1: I liked Misty's plight more because I like Misty a lot and I liked her having a little episode with a bit of a focus towards her. So I did enjoy Pokemon more, but I think I'm going to give the point to Digimon because they, it's the big reveal that, that. They're in the digital world, and even though I have problems with the animation, you shouldn't really judge the animation. You shouldn't lose points for animation when it's more about the story.
0: I preferred Digimon more this week. I just enjoyed watching it. I felt like it was a lot more of a serious episode than usual. It actually addressed some really interesting questions I hadn't noticed before in previous watch whereas Pokemon just went completely off the rails.
1: <laughs> I enjoyed the Pokemon episode more because... A lot of stuff happened and it was fun. But then I had that dawning lightbulb moment of this is all filler. This is all padding out till they actually get back on track in, uh, with with the gym badges.
0: It's just Ash and Koa passing through.
1: Yeah, so so Digimon wins this one.
0: Which makes it 10-9 to Pokemon.
1: Join us again next time we'll be watching episode 20.
0: The Ghost of Maiden's Peak and the Earthquake of Metal Greymon.
1: You can subscribe to The Moncast on SoundCloud, Stitcher and iTunes. And if you'd like to leave us an iTunes or Stitcher review, we'd be really grateful.
0: You can find our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr and with Will Forums if you search for The Moncast.
1: Or you can email us at themoncastpodcast at gmail.com.
0: Please do email us and contact us because we had no monstration this week and it made me sad. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Are you ready Hello. to...
1: Hello. Hello? Hello? Hello, it's me. I was wondering if you wanted to do a podcast with me. We can go uh-huh. over.
0: You can stop singing now, oh, I've agreed to it.
1: Cause We can go over. Oh, (laughs) Digimon.
0: Okay. The second episode we are watching is the Prisoner of the Pyramid. The what? Sorry. The Prisoner of the Pyramid. The second episode we're watching. Did you say? It's because I've got it the wrong way round. What was the
1: first episode? The twenty-fifth episode we are watching. And you're eating food, aren't you?
0: I'm just getting out a biscuit. (laughs) Carry on.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Keys? (laughs) Keys? <laughs> yeah, my, my partner's just got back. Ah, okay. Um, I
0: was
1: going to be super quiet and not make any noise.
0: I already heard Keys, so it's a bit late Don't for that. peep!
1: <laughs> Making tiny little peeping noises now.
0: Peep, peep, peep.
1: Don't you start as well.
0: Peep, peep. Hello, <laughs> Sam's partner. Can you hear me? Or have you got earphones on? He's left. He's, oh. he's left the room. Do I have to shout louder? <laughs> How loud would I have to shout?
1: Ed! Eduardo! Stevie says hi. Hi. He's waving. He's waving.
0: (laughs) Ah, he's gone.